and so I'm doing that. With are you in it, guys. and are you clothed? I'm more writing, directing it, uh, and no, I won't be clothed. Jesus Christ! All right, let me know when y'all ready. Yeah, we're ready to go. Baby. Ready, we're gonna be. Right. Yeah. What's going on, Airsofters? This is uh, another serious Airsoft podcast, episode eight. We have Darren with Enola Gay from. Uh, he's he's going to be joining us on the show. What's up, Darren? What's up? Thanks what? for having me. Uh, we have Corey, who just um, in his terrible biceps just joined us with. Uh, his <laughs> don't don't hate technical hey. difficulties. How you doing, buddy? Your jealousy is showing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fake smile, hiding real pain. <laughs> uh carl how you doing what's up we're good Cole? guys how do and Derek? hey um i said it before but i'll say it again now that we're recording uh, another serious airsoft uh podcast is sponsored by enola gay use asap asap 15 on enola gay's websites for any of their textile products and smoke products for 50 percent off and airsoftc3.com, sign up for their stuff and get connected to Airsoft. There you go. I loved it. Yeah. That saved me a bundle when I went to Boom. Missouri a couple weeks ago. Yo, that, yeah. Yeah, it works. It I might add that uh, <laughs> it works. Thumbs up. The uh, ASAP 15 only works for the US site. The two websites are not. Uh, linked i mean they are but they're not different so servers bombs, and shit so it's for americans so if you're in europe you're fucked sorry guys <laughs> sorry europe you should have already accepted this fact by now you gotta figure uh, out somewhere to flex on them so darren how did you find yourself where you're at in the airsoft industry oh geez uh loaded question i started playing <laughs> I started playing locally uh, almost 15 years ago. And then a buddy of mine, Omar, we opened up a field a few years back. It was only open for a couple years. And I got tired of the gig that I was doing. And I had friends that worked for EG. And here I am. I mean, kind of the short, quick version. Sweet. Nice. What about the history of EG? How did they come to become basically the smoke provider for not only north america but also a good portion of hollywood i was gonna say yeah there's some so eg didn't even start out in smoke they started out with paint grenades the owner owned paintball fields in the uk and they wanted some exploding pyro for the field and they started out with a striker fired striker cap uh exploding paint grenade and then they Oh shit. The, the EG brand, they bought it at one point. Don't quote me on the history, but it's, uh, they bought it something like 15 or 16 years ago, or the brand has been around for 15, 16 years. And they took it over there and evolved it into smoke and everything. And they were doing everything small batch in the UK and the Europe portion of the brand got too big and they had to, you know, expand factories and everything else. And now we've got eight different smoke products, three exploding products. And that's just in the U S and what we have released now, not even what's in the pipeline. Ooh, pipeline. That sounds fun. Yeah. What, what would you say is like, so, I mean, you guys have been growing your smokes exponentially, like bigger and bigger. And like, to the point where like you have to have military and law enforcement licenses to get them. What further do you guys have other than color that like eg is coming up with to like what know, other innovations pipeline wise aside from sweet ass merch like what i, what I don't that? know how much of it i'm allowed to disclose full details but we have mm-hmm. a survival line coming out um it's going to be specific products that are targeted to a broader retail market of hikers backpackers survivalists cool. uh, that kind of thing um we have at some point the new version of the Millex coming out. It took a while to get the molds done for the body. And then it's all going through ATF approvals right now. And ATF approvals can take anywhere to six to nine months. So uh, the current Millex in its current form, I don't know if we'll keep it or we'll retire it when the Millex 2 comes out. But the Millex 2 is smaller package, bigger smoke. 
Um, and it's a proprietary ignition system and stuff now too. You know, it's, I, cool it's so satisfying that. throwing the middle X when you get to pop the pin and flip the spoon and it's just are, yeah, it adds to it. Are you guys going to get into launchers at any point? I know somebody in the chat was just asking because I know you've got like the probably Reaper and Archangels and stuff like that. I've heard it's just a nightmare though because anything that's projectile based is just like a whole nother. Yeah, the the liability just goes through the roof when you're talking about you know, projectiles and pyrotechnics. I mean, there's a lot of cool products out there, but they walk a really fine gray line of um, falling into people's radars that you don't necessarily want to be in. Um, (laughs) The government ruins everything. Somebody go take a look at this. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, just from a liability end, because we do insure all of our products and everything. And, um, you know, it's just when you start launching pyrotechnics at people, you're getting into a really weird, weird realm. It's cool stuff, but it's just not something the owner really wants to dabble in. Well, now, and I have seen people making modification gear like the, the Milwaukee Custom Kydex. They're a little like mm-hmm. chimney shoot monster. Yeah, sure, no, that thing's cool. Dude, that, that thing's thing cool. so mean. Oh, my God. I was watching the video on that the other day. I'm going to have to. Yeah, I want one of those. I think yeah, it takes just having a pouch for something to just a whole nother level. So it's yeah, and they had really cool what like they put together. Self-pull, so you just like yank it out and throw it. Yeah, pretty awesome. That was cool. I like I've I've come to like the strategy of just having a carabiner and have like four or five EG 67s on it. So you can just yank it off as needed. That's usually what I do off the chest. I, I usually do two or three at a time and run with them that way. You know, some people you know i mean it's not really how you're supposed to carry them but i've never had one pull off even jumping yeah. through windows and over walls and stuff as long as you're relatively careful and don't smash them it's pretty hard and to it, yank them off there even, unless you intend to do it even when wrong, when you do any of the different ops we always compare carabiners at the end of the day like it's like yeah, we call them our skeletons yeah yeah who's got the most little key ring with the pull tabs on hanging off that's one of my favorite things about uh copperhead is because there's so many walls oh, in the God. center of the ao it's just it's so much fun to like be on one side and hear people on the other and just yoink a grenade over the top and listen True. to everyone scramble the yeah the uh the, the surprise dunk is my favorite where it's just like you get up real quiet and you hear people on the other side somebody puts their hand down just throws you up and you're just like a whack-a-mole just <laughs> <laughs> Up and over one of the walls. Yeah, no, that's that's the best. I did that at a uh, Ranger Games this last year. I hopped over the wall and just like dunked one in some kid's dump pouch. Went back down. I just heard, oh, <laughs> real quick, Darren, have you has EG ever been tried to like actively sued for property damage from a, like fires created? Like, has anybody gone to that extreme yet? So there are some instances that come up where. You know, people are like, it's, you know, damaged my clothing or it's, you know, singed my pinky or, you know, something to that effect. But as far as I know, 99.9% of the time, um, it's misuse of the product or people not properly reading the instructions. Yeah, because um, the instructions, like, they go into detail about how you're... Ultimately, you're, you're playing with pyrotechnics and people don't understand that there's a, there's a stigma or a, you know, it's a basically a bullshit industry term, cold burning. Um, it's, it's a loose term that's used in the industry to describe a pyrotechnic or a smoke device that doesn't have an external flame and doesn't get so hot that it can't be touched. Mm, um, right. So in that aspect, it is cool burning because our units can be held or touched while and after they're burning. And there's generally not a big torch that's coming out the end of them like you know, something military or um, boat smoke or anything like that. They're not going to cook your hand off. So in that aspect, they are cool burning, but at the end of the day, they are pyro and you have to treat them as such. You can't, you can't yeet a flashbang into a pile of dead grass or, you know, throw, throw throw smoke into a pile of tumbleweeds or, you know, you got to be mindful about four into a mattress. You got to be mindful of where you're chucking the stuff. So, yeah, yeah. And that kind of goes into a, like even some of the different colors of smoke in themselves. Like I know that when you guys have, have, you know, sent me products and whatnot, you're like specifically don't send me specific colors because those different colors, Hey, like, you know, if you use these in a game, it can flag down the coast guard, you know? <laughs> sure. Red and oranges are most typical for something like that. We have a lot of fields that are by, you know, air bases or airports or whatever, and they, they're not allowed to use them. Um, no, there and, are 
there are certain colors that are a little more temperamental than than other colors with the dye base there's certain dyes that are more flammable than others like if you ever notice blue blue often sputters composition it's a little bit dirtier of a color to create a product with Um, the white dye is naturally more flammable so sometimes you get a little sputter at at the beginning when you're lighting the white off Mm -hmm. Um, it's just each color performs differently it's not you have a universal formula you add the dye to it now you have the color each one is calibrated differently so they all behave a little differently what would you say is the most consistent or effective color in terms of like providing cover and concealment i'd probably say purple as far as product consistency density of product um the overall color itself i like i like purple the best probably followed up pretty closely by green so purple's gotta be the one i see the most like just thinking about during gameplay and whatnot it's always purple that i see out there raptor dave is gonna flip out right now (laughs) (laughs) dave loves his purple he loves his purple the reason why i was asking that is because like you know when when you brought up like oh it burned my pinky or it damaged my clothing and like the different types of colors used and then that kind of rounds back into what you were saying about um like the survival packages you guys are talking about for like I actually keep a couple of different smokes in my car as part of my emergency kit. Like if I need, if I'm, you know, hiking somewhere or if I'm, uh, if my car gets stranded and I need to get attention, like I carry a giant EG, uh, EG 18 X white, red, and gray because in this area, (laughs) a fire or a red stands out like a sore thumb, you know? Sure. If need be, I do need to get the Coast Guard because of where I'm at. So um, I do carry some of those smokes in my car actively, like as you know. Yeah, they're they're awesome. Just aside from airsoft, like tools to be used. Funny um, enough, you, you, in history, typically like those oranges or reds are usually used for emergency signaling. But yeah. when we've had a lot of the air units, the search and rescue guys use our product, it seems pretty universal so far that most guys lean towards purple because the purple can be seen in all environments. Yeah. Um, so when they're trying to gauge either wind or try and designate, you know, a landing area for the helos to get to, to evac somebody, um, you know, in the fall, the orange doesn't work well in a lot of parts of the country. You got all those orange for- fall leaves that mass in. We find our guys out here in the desert don't like the oranges or yellows too, for the same reason it camouflages in with the desert too much, but it seems pretty universal amongst all the people that we've sent pyro to that everybody loves the purple because it's contrast enough against all different terrains and environments and everything else. So yeah, purple is what we carried in Iraq for our medevacs. See, that's what we always used. And there's been a couple different event hosts, like uh, I think Overwatch Access is the first one I saw do it, and then uh, American Milsom started doing it. Well, they're using it for like mustard gas is yellow, is mustard gas, or green is, uh, I think it was like green poison, whenever we did that division game. I, I like that. The, the, the at the division game, denial. yeah, it was really cool. The division game, though, especially in the buildings, is everyone that plays Airsoft in buildings know that stairwells are your worst fucking enemy. Like they're just they just these nasty choke points all you gotta do is pull one of them little micros drop it down there and it wipes out the g25s yeah no they were great you just yeet them down the stairwell and then you've got like 12 kills and nobody can use that stairwell for the next like i don't know 45 seconds to a minute yeah it beats a previous hospital game yeah Uh, i don't remember what the name of the op was offhand but it was overwatch yeah but I mean, I, I chucked half a dozen flashbangs into one of those rooms and down the stairs trying to get the guys out of there. I would have killed for an EG 25 micro. So that was to use as chemical. So, yeah, that was the big thing. They changed uh, the, this on the division game that we did down there is they did that and it worked out really well. And then we saw uh, AMS used them yellow ones as mustard gas at Broken Home. So it's pretty nice. Neat. It's nice to see people like finding ways to jack around and make cool stuff around your. When product. is EG going to come out with scented smoke grenades? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've joked with the boss about it a few times, and he just rolls his eyes at me. So I don't think so. We have a new color coming out eventually. I, I think I have samples coming with Ooh. our next shipment. Um, we've had a pretty huge request for brown in the special effects industry. So we have a, a brown variation that'll be hopefully coming out either before the end of the year or right at the beginning of the year. Will it smell like chocolate? <laughs> That'd be nice. We want to get some younger audiences, man. Dog shit scented. <laughs> 
Anybody you know, who's amazing to see products indoors knows about colored boogers, man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh yeah. Or uh, was it like the first broken I went to? Like three. I met was like the first game I met Robo at. I went to like Medicaim, and I just you can see it in those videos. I just peg him in the head with an EG eighteen with the bigger EGs, and it just billows. And we're both like, I'm trying to wrap him. We're both coughing, tears in our eyes. Like I'm sorry. I was I smell I was smelling sulfur for like four days after that. That's ridiculous. Becoming after yeah, you for the yellow, with, blue, and orange. Even outside, water. when we're doing product testing and stuff, I mean, we got to test hundreds and hundreds of units when we get new batches in. I mean, every every shipment that we get is generally anywhere between eighteen hundred and twenty three hundred cases. Wow. You know, and so we got to go through all the products and pop them and make sure they're not doing anything weird. You know, every once in a while we might get one product or one batch number or something that does something a little wonky, and we have to do further testing or take it off the shelf and quarantine it or you know something like that it could have taken on moisture damage along the way or got jostled around on the boat or something of that nature shit happens mm. i'm still holding on to that cloud maker i got from y'all at copperhead <laughs> oh, <laughs> i'm just waiting for the opportunity to use it oh god yeah and those aren't uh too easy to carry around with you on the no, field they are. it's a whole little, backpack little large I want to see somebody just make, like a, carrier. make like a scuba tank holder for it. And you just what, go, what, really? And it's heavy as well. The proper way to use <laughs> it is we need um, some water balloon slingshots. They know that like two people hold the ends and one person God. holds it way back and lets it go. That sounds good. <laughs> Can you imagine assaulting Colville with like eight of those things? Just it, down the road. I've, I've talked about that. If you had that in a backpack full of EG67s with maybe a slightly longer fuse, you'd have an excellent lightweight. Um, and five thousand dollars in debt. What's the yeah. burn time on it? Three minutes. Oh God! <laughs> I'm actually trying to give you because I don't remember the number off the top of my head. Give me one second here. I'm checking one of my spec sheets for the quantities of i've got a pirate pirate here. The i've got the memory of a goldfish you just got to spin so, around and throw it like an olympian discus so the sd75 is actually higher output than the cm75 and to give you an idea because everybody's played with the eg18x the eg18x has 140 grams of uh net explosive content mm. and the sd75 has 500 <laughs> cm75 oh, has 400 so even the cm75 is what three and a half times the output of an eg18x i'm definitely gonna if i ever do any like off coast stuff again i'm gonna buy one of those and just like strap it to the back of the boat in case shit gets hairy and just ah, somebody will see this <laughs> i need a couple of those in yellow oh yeah what's a i was i was curious about that too what's the coolest thing you think you've seen somebody do with your smoke grenades because i know you've got guys doing all kinds of photography and yeah uh, i've seen some i would say i've seen some wilder stuff done with it as well some of the most interesting things like i don't know if i'm legally allowed to talk about um (laughs) that we can't we can't publicly endorse um the uh We've seen instances where the smoke has been used in adult films. Um, <laughs> That's the one I was talking about. You know, Corey's been in adult films. No, Corey, Corey, was, Corey was told that his tiny biceps made him an excellent candidate for adult films. Yeah, they didn't want me to uh, intimidate the females. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a lot of really cool sponsored artists I've seen just floating around on Instagram that it seems like is sponsored by you guys that, yeah, create some crazy crazy yeah, the dude with the with skull mask does some pretty cool stuff I exactly say, i forget yeah, what yeah. his handle is but butch, butch Loxon of la yeah, yeah we worked yeah. with butch for quite a few years now i mean when you say you know sponsor people we don't really like we'll endorse different projects or you know certain things but as far as you know we'll use the arts for example you know a photographer we don't dedicate to every project they do all year long they'll pitch us a project say this is what i'm doing this is who's coming photographers photographers involved artists involved whatever and we'll kind of do it on a case-by-case basis whether we feel like that's a project we should send smoke out for yeah like a buddy with collaboration benefits essentially yeah Yeah. i mean because the photographers like to get their names out there. And if you try and sponsor one photographer all year long, I mean, some of those guys might have two or three events or two or three shoots a week. And it's just, it's just way too much. You kind of, yeah, it's not realistic and they want to use smoke at all of them. And that's great. We, we love that they want to use smoke at all of them. It's just, it's not financially viable for us to just, 
you know, pump smoke out, you know, to two or three events a week. It's just a lot of product to go out. Yeah. Hey, Cole, I just had mm. someone message me and say while they were scrolling down their Facebook feed and saw your face pop up, they thought it was Post Malone. Me? Fuck <laughs> do I pass for Post Malone? I like the tattoos, the fucked up. You know what? Fuck you, He's whoever that was, you fucking piece of shit. You need to grab a pin and write all over your face fuck right now. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. It's probably because of how soft your body is. Oh, oh no! Oh. oh, you fucking prick! <laughs> I don't know who you are, but I fucking hate you. <laughs> so that's of it, man. Everyone loves homeless tattoo Jesus. Well, apparently, in the tattoo community, for sure. Now he's like out shooting all this and putting on fucking gear and all this goofy crap. Bro, Post Malone can can like he can hang like that yeah. guy. He does everything. True. I like definitely have a different level of respect for him being into guns and cars. So no, no, yeah, I can kind of give two shits about his music, but just, just <laughs> look at him, like search on YouTube about him, uh, like just shooting bro. It's got like a tacked out AR and he's got a full body kit of gear and he's just, yeah, he's, he's tearing it up all about it. Yeah. Uh, someone on YouTube asks, will Enola Gay be attending American Male Sim Eastern Front this year? That is, that's Cass, by the way. That's a uh, Lion and Cub. Lion and yeah. Cub? Ah. Is it Cass? Yeah. Josh and I will be there. Sweet. Yes. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was going to ask you next, Aaron, is what are some major events that you guys have in the pipeline that you can, that people can expect to see you guys at? Everyone. <laughs> uh, we will be going to the Overwatch game October third or fourth at the new one at Wind Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one they do announce at D Day, Oklahoma Land Rush. And that Land Rush. That's yep. the, that's the ticket. Uh, like we'll be the- at Land Rush. We'll be at Copperhead. We'll be at Eastern Front. Uh, we have to be a little selective because we're a small office so mm-hmm. we can't send everybody out all the time otherwise it leaves the office abandoned at the same time so um we got people asking me you're on a podcast what fucking podcast you want to get tight people <laughs> he's asap trust me you've never heard of us <laughs> trust me you don't want to hear it <laughs> i told josh i was like i'm on the ascp podcast he goes what's the name of that again i'm like <laughs> This is why I drink. <laughs> why I drink. Good thing none of us have a drinking problem. It's only a problem if you make it a problem. <laughs> yeah, Derek, problem you making this a problem? a problem? God. Fall asleep one uh, time. Darren, what is your current uh, BB loadout for events? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I go all over the place, man. It depends on the events. They, you know, certain events I like to LARP a little bit and yeah certain events i like to go more milsim-esque my more milsim events i tend to run my ptw um i've got a couple gng guns that i like to run one of my more larpy guns that i like to take out i'll usually take out a uh a vector i've got that i got a little tricked out by helix airsoft uh, that he was kind enough to send me so i like to run that one quite often too it's a cool little gun oh, yeah no, it's a pretty good little gun but older ptw i've got a like a 2009 that i picked up from a buddy of mine he had like six ptws that he was trying to offload team member of mine so i just oh trust me one up and it worked like a boss every time they ended up in zero shop i did unspeakable things to you and omar's guns just (laughs) mine was never there things mine was never there maybe i got yours while you were sleeping at copperhead i can't remember And Omar is Omar is a he's a lucky bastard. He won one of the first ones from uh, Z Shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the first the American ones. So that thing's cool. Yep. So anytime something was going on with it or anything, he'd just Wallace and he'd be like, "Okay, I put in a new barrel and a new hop up and tried this and tried that and go fuck with it, see how it works." And so he always got to sample new parts and stuff. So. Speaking of events a second ago, you, you're gracing uh, us with your presence at Avalon too, right? November? Maybe. Maybe? Is that one of maybe now? 
I have to see how the schedule lines up. I'm pretty sure I am. I'm pretty sure I am. You need to, because we're going to get an Airbnb. and We uh, will be there. There will be debauchery. We might be recording a podcast at the AO. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe Overwatch Tactics asks us to do a little something, something. Maybe we do it, maybe we don't. Let's see. Depends on how we talked talked about it. So uh, currently it is not on our board, but it's literally just because I haven't told anybody about it in the office yet. So. We just have to get it worked into the schedule, and I don't see why it should be a problem. I just don't want to promise anything. So. Good. good. Excellent. Good. 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 Oh. Is there anything uh, – I was going to ask you this earlier, too. Is there anything that's coming out that looks like outside of your guys' wheelhouse, like outside of Eden, Enola Gay, like any products you're seeing that you really want to mess around with or it's like catching you guys' eye? Being Man. that you see so much industry shit? I've been playing so damn long that I don't get excited about much anything anymore. Mm. I just like to go out and play. Um, and it's kind of just whatever I grab. Uh, I'm a bit of a camo whore. I like to grab camo. So if somebody makes some obscure camo in a pattern that nobody has, or is something kind of rare, I like, like to one made out of shit up like that. Correct. <laughs> I don't know who would do such a thing. So kind of funny story about that. The guy that, owns the license to that pattern is actually really nice we we found the pattern um we went to a site where you can purchase licensing for various patterns and everything so i purchased three different licenses for pretty cheap the purchase license for the pattern um started making the pouches and i get a message from this guy saying hey you ripped off my shit i'm like oh i i didn't i was like here's where i purchased it from everything else he goes yeah that site jacks people's stuff and sells it he goes, it's not an official license. He's like, but, you know, run with it as long as you let people know that you license the product and this and that. He's like, we don't have any issues. He's like, I understand how it goes. So he was real understanding. The guy was super nice about it. Um, That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but it is a license pattern. We did not develop the cock camo. Well, it is fantastic to whoever did develop it. because it's really amazing. Funny as hell. So aside from that, like, I know... I don't know because I, I had to go take a piss. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, beer hit me. No, um, goes right through you. Yeah. Aside from aside from Enola Gay, because you guys do hot, who shot first? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The patch company where the dip camo where you can get like fanny packs and uh, like mat packs for your your plate carriers and whatnot, and the dip camo that you're just talking about. What what stuff you guys got going out with that? With the like, patches. With just yeah, patches in general because I know like you so guys have- we got a uh, multi cock black uh, coming out, so it's going to be a black and gray <laughs> scheme yeah, version I like, of. I like how the other patch company owner was like, "Yes, yes, <laughs> no, I love." So I, I, I I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Um, I actually, I've never actually shared this publicly, but I had told Derek about a year or so ago that you know when we first started getting into patches. Um, you have these ideas and you're talking with your friends about, Oh, that would make a cool patch. Like that's how it always starts. Right. You have an idea and you're, you know, one of your idiot friends was like, Oh, that'll make a cool patch. Well, I, I had an idea for a patch and you don't realize sometimes the ideas that you have other people have already fucking done. Um, so the, uh, what the hell is in the actual name of the patch, Derek, the reigning freedom. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. So I had an idea to do a silhouette of a plane. It was a completely different plane that said smile wait for the flash little did i know i mirrored it and it looked almost exactly like fucking derek's patch we released it and then like a month later i was like holy fuck it came up my newsfeed on derek's on derek's page i was like shit that's why i thought it was a good idea somebody already fucking did it so i took them i took them all off the website it was the first pvc patch we ever released took them off the website threw them all in the fucking trash i was like fucking asshole like i think we sold all of three yeah which Derek's had a lot a while for years. If I'm, he's had it for years. Off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we first started out in 2015, um, it was the first PVC patch we'd ever run. I was like, oh man, this seems like a cool idea. So I just shotgun and ran with it, and then it was within a few weeks of releasing it, we realized 
Well, I like the idea because somebody else has already done it. <laughs> when I sent you just, that third cease and desist that you noticed. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got sued immediately. Desist, it was just, it was just a, it was just a posted note with a picture of Derek that he drew angry eyes on himself. <laughs> Derek swatted him. No, yeah, I, I don't know if he never noticed or if he's a true gentleman and just didn't say anything. But I felt uh, like I, a dick, I so never, they, they all, they all went right in the trash. <laughs> I get, I get so many like actual blatant knockoffs that the stuff that isn't a blatant knockoff I don't care about. It's like, always whole- it's always my favorite when I get, when some patch company's like we want to sponsor you in broken English and I go on their uh, their page and it's just like all of Derek shit. Yep, yep. <laughs> like, that, happens like, like, that happens a yeah. lot with other Wait, patch makers. Yeah. Happens a lot on on more than one occasion. I've offered. Um, free patches to whoever can post up the best one-star review to some of those Pakistani companies. And it's been, <laughs> it's been hours of entertainment. <laughs> oh I get hit but, up from a couple of them. Like I get, actually, there's a, been a couple of like back when I was doing more and more patches through you guys. Um, I would get other patch competitors hitting me up and being like, Hey, you should do patches through us. And I was like, you should go fuck off. <laughs> I'm yeah, happy. Thank one. you. Uh, how about I don't? How about yes. you? It's like, you've pet. had patches, but if you had these patches, I've had patches. That should be like I get those several times a week. There's a couple of companies that I'm sure Darren has gotten flooded of emails from the same companies in China. They're like, please buy. I don't even look at it anymore. I just no. fucking delete them. I don't even read them anymore. <laughs> delete. Goodbye. We make patches, hats, keychains. Delete. <laughs> Gone. Patches, hats, keychains. We sell CBD oil. We do. It's like, where? <laughs> where, where? How did I get into the Victoria's Secret section? Let's Yo, go back that's up. the next sponsor we need. We need a CBD sponsor for the ASAP podcast. I can get us one. <laughs> I can get us one. Well, I'm about a sponsorship. That's probably it'll it'll probably be some like uh, third party shenanigans, but I'm sure we work something out. Christian's commenting on my stuff. Too Tall Tom says Derek and Spirited Systems FMA product development hidden heroes. Uh Spirited Systems. I love those guys. Yeah. yeah I give them I give them so much shit. Not near as much shit as I give people who buy fake spirited systems. <laughs> you told me you would forgive <laughs> me. Cole. It works. I'm sorry. I I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting you, for them to get restocked in Woodland. You will not ever make me. Feel, I'm buying the real one, though. I am buying a real one. I'm buying like the actual, like the one I'm not going to use for airsoft. That's I'm going to buy a real Spiritus. But for as far as airsoft shit goes, man, it was forty bucks. I zinged. I'm shut sorry. Up, I'm a bad person. Catch math. Spiritus. myself. I got a real one in multicam arid. I'm probably buying my kid a knockoff, though. I don't know if he deserves a real one. My first, <laughs> my son will be to his first major airsoft off. He will be going to Copperhead with us. Oh, oh that's awesome! Event to introduce him to. Let him, let him be, run. He'll uh, be 13. Ooh, there we go. Let him run all the yeet cannons that we've got rolling. <laughs> yeet cannons, my god. We've got I, a, that meme rolled into airsoft yet? Are people putting that on their airsoft guns? I hope so. Otherwise, I'm not selling any patches. <laughs> I'm definitely going to scratch that onto the uh, the the Wolverine bolt build. Just yes. Yeet. I'm going to do skeet cannon and just fleck white all over my gun. <laughs> so, what are uh, what are some of the dumbest applications you've seen of EG products over the years? Because every, every <laughs> like at, at every event i see people it's like yo this burned my hand i'm like well you had your hand over the, the top of it when you pulled the pin that <laughs> happens with the burst more than any other unit because people forget they have the burst and they'll put their pinky over the bottom end of it instructions and, unclear and i have smoke it. in my lower intestine now instructions unclear dick stuck in smoke Dude. i'd probably say <laughs> one of the most painful actual uses of smoke that i've seen we do we came out with the eg25 last year i don't know if you guys seen them they're they're little guys maybe only a little bit bigger than a lipstick we designed those more for like close proximity photography for like models and and that kind of thing for things that you would use smaller amounts of smoke for it's about the third of an output of wp40 and it only burns for about 30 seconds we were at a desert fox events in victorville and a guy had one little eg25s and he pulled it chucked it in between two of the buildings and was waiting for it to bellow so he could 
run across the courtyard. And I'm like, it's, I was like, bro, you're going to have to throw like five or six of those for that to have the effect that you think it's going to have. I, like, like I felt bad. Like he just like $6 and he just threw it for no reason. I mean, it did absolutely nothing. I feel like I mean, at a copperhead this year, we need to have the, you guys ever seen blue mountain state where they have to make that race with the Oreo between their butt cheeks. We need to do one with the lit EG. It's <laughs> 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 just a race down like 200 feet with just an EG just stuck out of your butt cheeks, just smoke going. Just down <laughs> one of the streets where everyone is sleeping in the houses. <laughs> exactly. Yep. It's gonna happen now. That's a thing. I'm down for that. Red versus blue. Let's do That's it. how you get singed butt hairs. Mike says he did it on Facebook. Mike says I did it. LOL. Oh, Jesus. Oh Lord. Oh, we need video proof of this. Smoke bomb pain Olympics. Picks or it didn't happen. <laughs> These are the types of things I have to pretend I don't hear. <laughs> la 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 la. Yo, about that EG sponsorship, that was fun while it lasted. <laughs> I told you bring the man on here wasn't a good idea. Uh, Chris is probably like, man, fuck this. Chris oh, yeah. is, uh, I'm not going to air out the guy's personal business, but he's had the shits all day, so I, I don't think Ooh. he's doing much of anything right now. <laughs> hey, he's sitting on the toilet, he ought to get in here. Jesus. He's been praying to the porcelain gods all day. Oh, that's the worst. Who's uh? Wait, no, much? Forget what I said. Don't <laughs> talk. I'm just. I'm looking at the live feed on Facebook, and I'm going, "Who's got Pokemon tabs open right now?" <laughs> Carl. 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 Child, leave me alone. I'll tell you what. One of the coolest things I've seen, as far as smoke use goes, there's a a guy that does special effects smoke for the military for various training and he developed he took a real mortar converted it to where he can put our smoke in it and he's got two different systems one he can put the smoke in and it he has an ignition source inside that'll light the smoke as it's coming out of the tube and they launch them like two football fields it's insane and then he has another one where they pull the pin drop it and it's got a charge behind it and same thing it shoots it you know know, two or three football fields but he'll do the the eg18s and depending on what the the training is they'll do they'll launch a bunch of white to make a smoke effect and then they'll do chemical attacks too he'll use yellow and wherever he drops yellow the guys have to get their masks and shit on in x amount of time and uh, but they do some pretty cool stuff the launcher videos that he sends are pretty cool again not you know in the the proper use category for the smoke but definitely a cool application and you know, the special effects guys know what they're doing. So very cool. pretty awesome. Gas uh, on YouTube asks, uh, will there be any new models of the P grenades coming in the future? Uh, probably not. There's not, there's not really a whole lot we can do with them to make them better and still pass ATF regulations. We're, we're the first one. And as far as I know, the only one that have, an ATF exemption that allows them to be used for recreational use as long as they're used in a controlled environment, such as an airsoft field, paintball field, or at special events. Um, most of the other products on the market with the, the articles prior technical classification, you're kind of at the mercy of whatever the local regulation is. So what a lot of people don't understand is you get, you know, another brand's BB grenade of sorts, depending on which county you're in, what city you're in, what state you're in, it very well could possibly be illegal for you to have that. It ends up being classified much like a commercial firework would be. So if you have really strict fireworks regulations, there's a good chance that you having those products is probably not allowed to be used, sold, carried, et cetera. I remember uh, having a pucker factor of about 15 when we were coming back from Copperhead 2.5 with zero and we had his trailer with all of the stuff in it and it had like three crates of your bangers and we went through a uh, border patrol checkpoint. Oh my that God. dog started flipping its shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they just let us through. So I don't know if it was that that was on them or that was on us, but uh yeah, that was as much pyro as we move around. I'm surprised I've never had any issues with TSA to be honest with you. Yeah, we I, was, that's with, what I was about to say. I was like, we end up with pyro all over everything. 
Because I know I've uh, traveled, uh, flown, and forgotten at least like a smoke or an EG67 in the pouch of my vest, and it was on my check. It's package. happened. Checked. Yep. Checked luggage. It went under the plane. I didn't realize I had a Milex still in one of my pouches. I get home, open up my suitcase, and there's there's a Milex in the pouch. Let's give a real warm round of applause for TSA. I was like, you Aaron TSA shit out. Like, and it's even better when you still have that stuff in your bag and they have the little inspection sticker, like, we yeah. raped your bag, but they yeah. didn't actually look for the stuff that they're supposed to look for. I didn't know what it was. Like, what is this, a fucking Toblerone? What the fuck? <laughs> but the EG67s, to get the classification that we got, they had to be a certain level of safe. Uh, there's a video of our warehouse kitty is holding his hands out like this with gloves on. He blows it up in his hands and doesn't char the glove or melt the glove or do anything to his hands. I mean, the biggest complaint that we get is they're too easy to break, but that's also the trade-off to us getting the approvals that we have too, is they have to be able to not damage anybody. There can't be any fragmentation that's going to hurt anybody. You know, it's 99, 99% biodegradable once you pull the pin. So Yeah, I've I, definitely crushed some on accident, but yeah, as, as long exactly. as it's not in a pants pocket, it's fine. Dude, I've had sure. completely crushed ones still go off. You just throw them like a... They'll still plate. go off as long as yeah. the thermobaric charge hasn't been damaged. I mean, all the, all the biodegradable clay pellets and stuff can fall out of them and you can have a pancake for an EG67, but as long as you can hold on to it and pull the pin, the thermo will still pop. So, I mean, it still nice. works. It's ugly as shit, but it still works. Oh, it right. works. <laughs> Corey Haynes. Yeah. What's up? You've just been quiet. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. Yeah, not up. typical Corey. No, it's been a very long week. Uh, just a lot of work. So. That's what alcohol is for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have any. Sorry. This week brought to you by tequila. Oh, <laughs> nah. Nope. It's just been a long work week. I apologize. I'm not uh, my normal fantastic self. Anyone do any interesting BB warsing recently? Nope. I haven't lately. And it's kind of nope. weird because it's, yeah. uh, it's the off season right now. Yeah, it's a midsummer dry spell. I'm definitely yep. going Saturday to bust out that new Wolverine bolt build and uh, make a nice. lot of kids cry with that thing. Clark. We don't we don't have a local field here anymore, so it's what? kind of hard to go play when uh, when there's no field. Well, we we closed our field. Uh, the gun club that we were associated with needed to expand their gun range, and where did they expand their gun range? And right into our field. So um, we got kind of yeah, basically we got moved out, uh, displaced, and it, it was no big deal. It was bound to happen at some point. It was a kind of a year to year rolling contract, anyways. Uh, there was another group that opened up a small field. Um, just outside of Las Vegas as, as well. And that was owned, their property was owned by the city. And I think the city had other plans for said property. So they only lasted about a year. And I, from what I understand, they're working on a new field. And then um, Omar and I are working at a new field about 45 minutes to an hour outside of Pahrump. We currently have our real estate agent looking at a half a dozen different properties for us. And we're going to try and pick the best one and see see how it goes. But currently you can only play on a, paintball field about the size of my living room and no fun that's uh that's that's about the same here in colorado all you have is one one small field and then one or two distant paintball fields how was how far away was the field that um tragically caught on fire from you guys it was about an hour it was about an hour (laughs) away from me from those non-licensed they were homemade non-eg grenades Oh, I know. It, it was still heartbreaking because, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's pyro and, you know, we try and present the py- pyro to mm-hmm. the, the states as safe as pyro can be, right? Well, people um, pay attention to he did absolutely them, everything wrong. Like, he had to go out of his way to do what he did, basically. And not only to use a fireworks stand smoke grenade, they have to, like, light a fuse on. so dangerous. So fucking dangerous. So that was the first good idea. The second good idea was let's throw it in this tire pile that's been sitting in the sun for years. And surprise, that caught on fire. And you know what? The the thing about tires is they're hard to put out. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. I mean, it never failed at our field. Our field was all dirt. We had dirt berms and stuff put up. We had a couple little uh, metal buildings, some wooden wire spools and a bunch of junk, some crash cars, that kind of thing. And then we had maybe a dozen piles of hay. 
and it never failed. We'd do a briefing. We'd show how the smoke worked. We'd tell everybody to go out in the field. You can throw the smoke anywhere but in the hay bale. Every fucking game, there'd be one that somebody would chuck that would end up on top of a hay bale. Like, you literally have 15 acres to throw it wherever you want. You throw it on the hay bale. At, nice. at reindeer games this year on Sunday, after the first fire was stomped out, oh, I was oh, dead God. in the field. That big push we did through the field, some kid runs up to me and he sees the smoke grenades on my back panel. He's like, yo, I'm going to throw one in that bush up there and let everyone push up. I'm like, no, you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> a, don't touch my shit. B, don't hey. throw my shit in a bush. Dude, Is this your I bush? Remember, the I king remember, of the forest? Uh, well, the first, the big, big fire got started from somebody throwing the 67 into a... No, it was a flash. Flashbang. Flash that was it. It was a flashbang. He had the great idea of, yo, let's use a flashbang out in the open in this field. In dead grass. Dry grass in Texas. Like the sun's not just sitting there like the angry one from Mario, just waiting to fuck your shit up. That's all right. It gave me like a, it gave me like a forty minute window of uh, Corey not mowing me down with the fucking saw for a minute. <laughs> what? Fucking asshole. Oh, you and you and uh, you and Miguel both. Poor Miguel. Oh, I was so bitter. That's I was like, I'm not even going over there anymore. That's the first game Sick I ever it. ran an LMG, and I just wanted to goof off with it, and it is uh, very OP, and especially it's in that environment. If we got we got like open terrain like that. Just, yeah, yeah, you guys were just coming across open fields, and Corey's like, <laughs> "What's this? downwind?" Yeah, oh, there's a lot of trash talk while holding the trigger down. Poor McCoy. Uh, <laughs> while while Cole had the megaphone. Uh, no, well, the megaphone was separate. He actually didn't. We should have done the megaphone and the LMG, but no, they were separate occasions. The megaphone was me talking shit to everyone in the middle of an open field and then Corey was uh talking shit solely to miguel because <laughs> <laughs> he'd come out of the building get molly whopped and just take insults to the back of the head while he was walking off with his dead rag oh i'm sure miguel loved that oh it's glorious we love miguel <laughs> oh, oh, do you still have the megaphone from uh reindeer games it's floating around my house somewhere. I got a more powerful one though. So good. Uh, that one wasn't too loud. I want to uh, come out on the roof. With I, us it, that, it's uh, going to. Room. It's going to because I that was where I was initially supposed to use it, but the problem is, is everything's so spread out. It's really hard. And, it's and a, yeah, that it's hard to lug around, and it's hard to find a roof where if I start talking shit through a megaphone, people are just gonna run up and cap my ass with like ninety eg sixty sevens. Because that was <laughs> like Corey and I were running nimbly bimbly from rooftop to rooftop and just like fucking people up all day, and then people figured out they could just yeet sixty sevens up there with us, and unless we kicked them off quick enough, we were just fucked because there's nowhere to hide. So at, at Milson West Azari, the Russians effectively used a megaphone. So on Sunday morning, they set up shop uh, about 100 yards outside of our little PB um, at four in the morning and just started screeching random shit through it and continued to do so god. all morning long. That sounds terrible. <laughs> oh, God. See, I just want to get on there and do some good morning Vietnam shit in the middle of Copperhead. <laughs> It was it was perfect. I mean, and by the end of the day, people would see him running building to building with the megaphone. It was like it's that goddamn megaphone. Someone will <laughs> kill him. <laughs> well, I, I assume speaking of Copperhead, that your guys' loyalties lie with UFS, huh? I mean, I'm I'm I usually play green, and I know Punk I was plays PSA a lot of green too. too so. I was gonna play both yeah, sides. Derek was PSA year. too. Yeah, I was like, gonna well, be both sides last year. Well, all right, well, enough, enough. You didn't wake up in time. We're sorry you're slow. We had already changed. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Derek screwed the pitch on that one. Derek the, uh, I, 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 yeah, I had fun playing with Derek last uh, last Copperhead on Sunday. It was blessed. Yeah. She uh Cash on YouTube asked if we will be seeing any collab projects with any of you uh distinguished gentlemen. I'm not sure exactly if that's collabing with EG or just... I mean, I'm waiting for the invite to Corey's next adult film. That or uh, the possible outcome of a ASAP shirt or Ooh. hat or Ooh. patch or something. Ooh. Might be some I think, I think we could probably get that going by uh, Avalon. Yeah, I'm pretty sure seeing that we have a total of 12 people watching us on Facebook. Uh, patches or hey. hey, not None of that negative shit out of here. We're famous. <laughs> no. Is ASAP going to be live at Copperhead? Not at Copperhead, because uh, we're not all going to be there. It's just going to be me and Corey. And there's no internet mm. at Copperhead. Yeah, good luck. 
connected. Avalon, to however, there uh, is if you have Wi-Fi in the houses. Oh yeah, that's true. Avalon's a different story though, but we'll we're gonna have we're gonna uh, discuss that later. Yeah. yeah, we've got another guest coming on next time, which is Soto from Overwatch Tactics, who is going to hello Soto dive a little bit more into uh, what we're gonna do at Avalon. But it's gonna I'm be- pretty much at the mercy of whoever wants to send me to events. Not gonna lie, like I can't, I literally can't <laughs> afford to just get to events. So it's anyway like, hey punk, you want to go to this? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. I'd, yeah. I'd like to. I can't afford it, but I'd like to. Uh, yeah, I'm you just get that baller upgrade at work. You should be able to travel everywhere. Yeah. Uh, that money's trinkling in right now because uh, I'm still doing all that grunt work. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna see you at steps possibly though, right, Punk? Uh, I don't know if we're gonna see each other. We might see each other at the A. Oh, the... We, we might shoot each other. We might. We might. Again, as many relatives as I got going in and out of the hospital right now, I I feel like everything's just a gamble at this point. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) You mean Airsoft isn't your number one life priority? God, I wish it was. Who knew? By that, I mean, God, no. I've got other things. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all lucky I talked to you at all. God God damn, I got to be drunk to talk to half of you guys. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's, that's about right. I feel like that's kind of like how it is with everybody. Absolutely. Well, we've covered all of the main points I wanted to cover. Does anyone, any of our live listeners, want to ask us any questions before we wrap things up? I've been trying to quirk them into asking questions, but I think Cass. Come on, hit us, hit us, Cass. Yeah. Throw us some curveballs. Cole going, loves answering weird. Well, going questions. back to his question on the collab, I'm sure we'll do another. Uh, I talked to Robo the other day because he's going to Copperhead, so we're going to try and shoot a. Oh, Robo is going. A, a slightly more legitimate video than we did last year, which even that video cool. last year did pretty good. Considering considering the video last year took like 30 minutes and was on the oh, spot, dude, it was way less than 30 well. minutes. I think we shot that in about 15 <laughs> with one dry run. <laughs> Came out pretty good though. I've got a good. I've got a box full of smoke, and I want to get some other things going on this year. So we'll see how that goes little short film yeah i'm actually entering into a short film contest that ends at the end of this month like you have like 20 something days to get it in so i'm doing that are you in it and are you clothed i'm more writing directing it uh i found that i enjoy that more than trying to film it so and no i won't be clothed (laughs) (laughs) filming butt-ass naked in the director's chair with the megaphone just having it all hang out like Listen, Corey, we like your vision. It's going well. This whole production, awesome. However, you Take know, one, can you put some pants on, please? <laughs> yeah. What's, what's your motivation here? It's this. No pants. You're putting your pants on, sir. Yeah, there's no pants. We ask you your motivation. You can't just drop, trow, and shake it at us. That's not... People ask me where my all my creativity comes from. I'm like, take your pants off and you'll understand. Helicopter man. How long am I going to get a helicopter in here? You're skating a fine line between creative control and heart and and another Weinstein. So take your pants. You want a banger or you want a banger? Sometimes you just got to jerk off into the whatever bush is currently in your hotel room. Jeez, it was a ficus. Fine. <laughs> you know. uh, that's the conversation derailment i've been waiting for yeah. <laughs> i'm just here to give five minutes of uh just random commentary and i'm out <laughs> riot shields eg67's thoughts says somebody on uh youtube Right, I personally, the only riot shields I like in airsoft are like the Vant shields you see the Russian guys run, which are actually like forty pounds. Yeah, like at that point, I feel like you're earning it much more yeah. than just the clear plexiglass ones you see at CQB fields. Right, like if okay. you, if you're hauling that shit around the field, okay, that's fine. That's like. MSW, uh, one of their rule set was if you had ballistic helmets, like actual ballistic helmets that weigh, you know, half your body weight, that you get an extra armband. And plates too. You get out yeah, of front with plates and the helmet. In full armor, then oh, they give if, you extra. Like if you're willing to punish yourself for that extra milsim, you get an extra tourniquet. Yeah, <laughs> extra <laughs> like milsim gets extra tourniquet because you're milsim extra hard. Extra hard. Or just die less and you don't need the extra tourniquet. Yeah, stop easy, getting easy. shot, fucking noob. Don't call hits. <laughs> Yo, it's easy. If you Shrug just have it. a GoPro on and don't call any hot hits, <laughs> then you're good to go. Oh. 
Darren, you were going to say something about Shields, though. Uh, uh, I have mixed feelings about Shields. So I, I think one of the games that I thought they were implemented pretty well was, again, that Overwatch game at the hospital. I can't remember op names to save my fucking life. Insidious. Uh, insidious, thank you. Uh, I think a couple of the guys that were running Shields there did a pretty good job of implementing those. Um, but from local gameplay perspective, unless the shields are somehow written into the scenario and you know clear and concise of how the shields are to be used, what they can or can't do, um, like I've never had luck with them at any of my local fields that we've played at with people properly using shields. It ends up just being like a yeah, like a cheater's niche. I don't, one, I don't know. I just I don't I particularly like care for them. That a local field that the DMZ did this years ago. Um, where shields had to be made out of cardboard. So you had to make your own shields and they had to be made out of cardboard. And the reason behind that was that the full auto was allowed. So if there's a shield in front of you and you just dumped a mag into a spot, you could cut through shoot it. through that cardboard pretty easily. <laughs> so it would offer some protection, but you weren't invincible with it. No, like if, if somebody's going to be running a shield, I want to see you dislocate your shoulder. I want it to be, you know, four <laughs> times your body weight because then that discourages everybody from, you know, it, it typically what, what I found at my local field, it ends up being younger kids that want to use them um, mm-hmm. that have just played entirely way too many video games, which we're all it's guilty like of. Kids always want to be snipers. Yep. Same, same concept. And it's like, sure, you weigh all of 75 pounds, go grab a 40 pound shield and run a pistol only. And absolutely, you're, you're more than welcome to run a, a run a shield on the field. <laughs> I'm going to run a shield and a uh, sniper rifle. You can use a shield. <laughs> you won't. Do it. Just one hand, one hand a sniper rifle the entire game. Just That'd be amazing. 550 FPS. Propped on the top. <laughs> yeah, if there's a notch in the shield for you to just rest the sniper rifle and just run around with that. Yeah, I'll just duct tape a tripod to the side of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I feel like you guys were all pretty well behaved this time. It was kind of disappointing. Man, I know. Cole Cole wasn't that drunk, which is disappointing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Every once in a while, my tolerance yeah. kicks Cole, back in. Cole's conscious, so that's a step up from the last time I was on this. <laughs> he hasn't prematurely booted the guest. Yeah. You, 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 guys were, uh, you guys were my sanity uh, on my drive back from Seattle. And punk, punk knows I was uh, up in Seattle early April my uh, grandmother had passed away. So I had to go and clean out uh, her condo and stuff with my dad and the whole drive back when my dad kept catching flies in the passenger seat. All I did was kick on the first few episodes of uh, the ASAP podcast. And, you know, it kept me awake and kept me sane as I was driving back down from Seattle for a few of those stretches. So <laughs> yeah, I know he actually hit me up and he goes, dude, when the fuck are you guys making some more podcasts? I'm dying over here. <laughs> yeah. I, start, I started messaging him. It's hard so because what the fuck are you doing? You got you got to coordinate five different people's schedules. Yeah. One of which is a cop. <laughs> like, uh, did you say a cock? Yeah, oh. it's both. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it is. It is anything. Yeah, trying to coordinate anything in the summer with vacations and work and everything else is kind of a pain. It's a miracle we're able to do that. All to be honest, but it's worth it. Uh, as long yeah, as you guys are brave, trying to have five people organize a podcast, so. Somehow it's working. Somehow yeah. we aren't hating each other yet. So I'm having a blast. Yeah, well, it's always a good time. Uh, any last thoughts, Darren, or anything you want to plug before we uh, bail out? Where can people find you online? Oh man. Um, so egusa, eg underscore usa is the the main USA page. Um, our global page is at Smoke Grenades. Um, you got at EG Airsoft, at EG Paintball, at EG uh, Training Co. Um, my personal for my business is at Who Shot First LLC. We've got uh, a lot of pages. Uh, EG USA or Nolige USA, rather, on Facebook, if you want to come and check us out there. But each page is kind of geared towards that specific niche type thing. So the Airsoft page will typically only see Airsoft stuff. and the training page you'll see training stuff egusa is more of our artistic page um but yeah so we do still have our fourth of july special up there it's uh cheaper shipping at the moment typically the hazmat shipping is 30 bucks but it's i believe cut down to 18 dollars right now we have uh, some new gender reveal packs up there we've got our red white and blue 
uh, special packs. I believe it's one red, one white, one blue for $27. Nice. Yeah. Nice. If you're going to uh, American Mill Sims Northern Front this weekend, be sure to check them out. Grab yep. some smokes and use the code ASAP15 to take 15% off. It's radical. Yeah. We're the only one Black there. Ops has quite a bit of pyro up there. And I believe Amped is doing all the pyro for Eastern Front. So go and see the guys at Amped Airsoft, who are wonderful people. They'll take care of all of your pyro needs for that event. And I believe they are also doing Copperhead as well. Ooh, nice. Nice. Eric, this is my favorite part of every episode. See us out, baby. <laughs> All right, so this Airsoft podcast is based around the terrible idea that people actually want to listen to grown men talk about toy guns and their adventures using them. And with it's with the, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> sorry, beer talking. And with a lack of follow through, Airsofters exude. It's a fucking miracle. We made it to episode eight. If you like what you heard, great. Let us know. If you don't, keep that shit to yourself because we don't do constructive criticism. Remember, call your hits and don't let the admin see you drinking. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love that so much. <laughs> 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 <laughs>